Welcome to Sports Central. I'm Rick Drew. I'm Phil Fechner. Well, Phil, it's good to see you back at work. How is back the, at work, how's yes. the injury going? All right, injury's going well. Uh, almost fully recovered. Just a yeah, oh. just taking it easy, but we're battling on. It doesn't surprise me. A man of your courage to return to I work know. as quickly as you have. Yep, How many eight, weeks? Eight is weeks. It? <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Now, listen. Uh, they tell me you uh, watched the Hall of Fame, I did. and you're a bit into it. How about discussing uh, the recipients? Okay, we had six last night, Rick. Yes. Uh, all over Melbourne, a big uh, black tie dinner. Yes. Uh, Jimmy Dean. Oh, wonderful player. Jimmy for Dean. South Adelaide. South yeah. Adelaide. Yeah. 157 games for South. Right. Uh, didn't know, but he played 33 for Richmond as well. Oh, 15 he, for South Australia. Yeah. He he was magical, from what I can yep. understand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I can't I, I can't really say that I saw him in his heyday. Oh, I would have thought that you were yeah, old enough I, to have seen well, all you, his I games. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a guy called I didn't know this guy either, Rick. Um, Ron Evans. Oh, he's a uh, something to do with uh, admin, isn't he? Yeah, well, he, he, that's where I think he's got his... Um, Guernsey. Yeah, he had 15 years on the AFL in admin because uh, he only played 64 VFL games for Essendon. Still at 64 more, more than, than I played. Yeah, and yeah. 61 waffle games for West Perth at 61 more than I played at Oh, West well, there's 120-odd games. And then so. he's played five. He represented Victoria oh, five well. times. So he must have been five more than we played for Victoria. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, one we do know, um, Brad Hardy. Good player. <laughs> now, tell me, he did something quite remarkable in his very Absolutely. first year, didn't he? He won the uh, Brownlow in his first year. And for who, he was playing for Footscray, 47 right? games yeah. for Footscray. Right. 101 for the Bears. The, right. He was uh, one of the original Brisbane Bears. Yep. Now, I Two think, for Collingwood. Right. And you've got something quite remarkable to tell well, our listeners about him. He was very interesting to listen to. Uh, very badly burnt in his young days. Uh, 13 or 14 years of age, he got really badly burnt. And uh, doctor said, go away, you're never playing any any sport, you know, interactive sport. And uh, he thought, if that's what you think, you know, all I know is sport. All I want to do is play sport. So, so when did he get burnt? Arms, 45% of his body was burnt, oh. and predominantly on his arms. Hence, he always wore long sleeves, and I ah. never, ever knew that was the reason why until last night. You are a hive of information, Absolutely. I'm all over it, Rick. <laughs> I can tell that. And another one we know, Kenny Hunter. Oh. What a pair of hands he had, wasn't he? Now, he could play a bit. 147 games for, for Carlton he played. He played 99 for Claremont. I think right. he could have got one more just to hit that 100. 10 for WA. Right, yep, yep. But uh, what a fantastic player he yes, was. And yes. he's a premiership player, three-time premiership player at Carlton. And then we had Mickey Malthouse is another name we know. Well, he is quite a... I enjoyed listening to him now as a commentator, And yeah. he very good speech last night. One thing I did notice, he never mentioned Nathan Buckley as one of the best players or anything in his speech about Nathan Buckley, and they kept showing Nathan... Because they had that falling out about the coaching, yes, you know, the taking over the coach. I think Mick would, uh, he, he, he wouldn't forgive, he, and he all wouldn't back quickly. down. No, and Buckley did clap him. They showed him, and he clapped him after the speech was over. But he never mentioned yeah. Nathan once. Anyhow, I didn't know this, uh, Rick. Fifty-three games for St Kilda. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't right. know that. One hundred and twenty-one for Richmond. Uh, numerous state games. Yes. Um, 
And the last well, his contribution. I mean, like, oh, and he's co he coached for yeah. Well, he's only just finished. Well, finish, I, th he? I think the the reality was that being, and I've never met the guy, but I being the nature that he is, I think in the end his coaching uh, ran out, but mainly because the game had changed mm. and Mickey's concept of it yeah. hadn't really. Well, they, he, he left, um, obviously, Collingwood and he went to Carlton. Well, that, that was probably the worst thing he could have done. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, here they are looking for a coach now, which I might put my hand up for, yeah? Well, you've been with a big chance. I, wouldn't, I would think I would yeah. be. Uh, the last one was Trevor Barker. What a fantastic player. Yeah. Big, high-leaping, blonde hair. 230 games for St Kilda and numerous state games and... Um, uh, yeah, they all around pretty nice guy. That as uh, what I can uh, gather. Well, Rick. that sounds like a pretty good group to me. Yes, um, very. I mean, t simply well qualified to earn the uh, gongs. I would have thought. Yeah. So, uh, or uh, you know, pretty good night evidently. And um, but so yeah, that was the wrap up on that. Yeah. Um, what about? Look, I'm just thinking about accuracy, and I was looking at Port Adelaide there last week. Twenty-two-seven, Rick. Must be just about the most accurate score that we've had, wouldn't well, it? Well, it's funny you've mentioned that because there's a couple of other people um, mentioned. <laughs> I mean, of all the sides to kick 22-7, you would have thought it was you have lost your house and car on port. Oh, yeah. It's normally <laughs> seven goals, 22. Yeah. But um, they, they, they found it very hard to miss. And um, anyway, so what I did do was a little bit of spade work and remarkably, uh, 22 goals 7 uh, represents a 75.8% uh, strike rate. Now, if you go throughout the history, Dr. Google is a fantastic thing, you know, yep. Phil, absolutely. Yep. And um, would you believe uh, their... their um, line under which they rule is that there must have been at least 15 scoring shots because obviously okay, yeah, yeah. if oh, it was it one be, goal could be that's right yeah, four so, goals to zero uh, so you've got to yeah, so yeah. so yep. Yep. what i'm about to tell you and the listeners is all related to the qualification that there must have been at least 15 scoring yep. shots the record uh which is held outright by st kilda believe it or not kicking 18 goals to 110 points to Essendon's 15 goals, 10, 100, uh, representing a 90% strike rate. And that was way back in round 18 at the MCG of 1994. Well, so it wasn't raining and windy and cold no, that day. No, obviously not. Now, the funny thing is that the next three are tied, um, uh, all with 15 goals, two each. So 15 goals, two, 92, I won't go through. Uh, the scores of the opposition, but uh, that represents an 88.24% strike rate. And it's Geelong uh, in 1970 at the MCG again. Uh, North Melbourne, 15 goals two at Windy Hill against Essendon in 1932. Well, you were there, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> was That's the, not our joke for the day. But. That was our, I was the mascot, yes. Thanks, Phil. That's really good. Are you about to leave the studio? <laughs> and the other equal, um, well, the third one in equal second position is uh, 15 goals two as well by Collingwood 
at Victoria Park in 1929. <laughs> you were there then. <laughs> so there you That's go. That's a bad comeback, right? Yeah. St Kilda first and equal yep. second, Geelong, North Melbourne and Collingwood. So 18 goals, two You'd is the best. you take that any day of the week, oh, you? 18-2. Yeah. And 15-2. Uh, uh, and so... Uh, although Port's 22-7. I would think that's that would be a Port record, I oh, would think. I'm sure. I, I'd only be guessing, yeah. but... I'm sure I, it would be. And I, I mean, wow. we'd need to do some far bigger calculations, but um, it's interesting that those four top percentage strike rates are all with, well, at the most, 20 scoring shots. Yeah. Um, which St Kilda's 18-2. The others are only 17 scoring shots, 15-2, whereas Port had 29. So um, I guess the more you have, the less likely you are to keep the strike rate up. So Port's is pretty good. And just looking at the years, the best year is not a lot. The 1994. Yes. Well, isn't it meant to be freer flying football now and easier scoring? No, well, and that's the... And here we go back to 1970, 1932 and 1929. It, it, Exactly right. That throws that out the window, well, AFL. Well, it? I think we've been we've mentioned that a couple of times that this supposed experiment with you know yeah, uh, six six six, 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 six yeah. it hasn't really done anything. No, I mean the, some of the scoring they're battling to score a hundred points at, at times in the other team. So uh, you know, so um, I mean Port that's probably their highest. That'd be their highest score for a long while. Oh. Well, a it's long a long, long while, and certainly the most. What do you think of Shanghai? Was it a success? Well, didn't look like a big crowd. <laughs> I'm. It's I, all in the sponsorship, though. They, they tell me. Is so, that yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, where were the sponsors? Were they? Well, they were up with Koshi. There's a fair few um, people up there with him. You know, Koshi and um, McLaughlin. They were all there. So, well, uh, Phil, I we're both port supporters, members, whatever, and. Um, I'm for the life of me. I can't understand why we're doing it. Um, it is there is no one there. It is it is embarrassing to look at empty stands. I'm going now, next year, Rick. Now, so I'll tell you what it's like. Well, you'd better take your tarpaulin with you because, I mean, the port were made to uh, a scapegoat in their poor years when they literally did cover up the seats yep. with tarpaulins. Now, my argument would be that. That was as bad if, I mean, the Shanghai experience looked as bad as Port's mm. empty stands at uh, Footy Park. Now, why is it now acceptable to have empty stands when you're playing in a country with over a billion people? Now, okay, you can say, well, it's all television. Well, the television doesn't look good. You know, mm. I mean, there were photographs oh, in the Oh, nothing like uh, for, uh, filling the stands up, you know, yeah. seeing the stands chock-a-lock yeah. full, is it? Um, and, and the fact is that, uh, as far as I can see, that if it's supposedly meant to be this trade, whatever... Now, you know, I heard someone saying, oh, well, of course, it's the expats who live in Hong Kong or whatever that will go to Shanghai. Well... If they went to Shanghai, they didn't go into the footy, or if they did, they went straight to the bar <laughs> because they weren't sitting in the stands. No, no, it looked, uh, it didn't look good, but um, evidently, I don't know what kickback we get out of it, but there must be a good kickback for I'd it. I'd love to know. And it was a St Kilda home game. Did you yes. realise that? Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to know what you need to do to be um, a publicist because, I mean, for weeks leading up to it, we were told it was a sellout. Yeah. 
Now, That's right. And we were told last year it was a sellout, and I reckon the crowds in the grandstands have gone backwards. I reckon mm. there were less this year than yeah. there were last year. And, you know, they say that there were 9,000 there. Well, I reckon they must have counted a lot of people a couple of well, times. counted feet. <laughs> and hands. Um, as far as I don't know much about it, what we get, what cutbacks we get out of it, but um, it didn't look good. The the crowd, that's for sure. But um, the other thing which we just take for granted, and I mean, one can only assume, I think, that um, rightly or wrongly, we we might be assuming that at least say Port and St Kilda are breaking even. It may well be that, unbeknownst to us, the AFL are subsidising the whole thing for reasons that escape me. But the cost of taking those two sides with all the equipment, with all the trainers, with all the everything, yep. it would not be a cheap exercise. I even noticed, um, because I know one of the lads that's a drink waiter for Port, and he was over there. Yeah. So they must have taken him with just oh. to run water out to Whole the players. Whole box of dice. Yeah, I, I would they get yeah. you know little Johnny to run the water out or something just for the day or you know you, could you know have, what I mean? Well, they could have you'd think they could have even hired a crowd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I couldn't believe that. Porter's still there. Yeah, the Hong Kong races and they yeah. they're having a bit of a holiday. Um, a bit the of a other, getaway, the other they got to buy this yeah, week. The so. other thing that I was a little bit surprised at was that, uh, and it's not having a go at St Kilda per se, but I'm amazed that okay, that was their first time there, but they they left to go there a lot later. Oh yeah, yeah, and yep. that, they only gave themselves a couple of days. Now a bit of food poisoning, that's bad luck, but. The acclimatisation, mm. everything else. They, you know, you'd have thought they'd have just followed Port. Well, on the I mean, next it's plane. 15 degrees, or whatever it is, in Melbourne, and it was 32 yeah. that day yeah. over there and humid. Yeah. And you, so, I mean, you'd yeah. have just thought that, as I that said, that silly. they would have played follow yep. the leader. Yep. Um, and of course, St Kilda has signed on for the next yeah. two years as well. Yep. Now, if we just briefly talk about the game, uh, it was, a, oh, I mean, I guess it was an enjoyable game because we're Port supporters and we won very comfortably. The thing that impressed me most of all was yet again the Port youngsters. Mm. Um, they're on fire at the yeah. present time. Uh, the only thing that I kept reminding uh, our producer while we were watching it is that we really don't quite know how good Port are because St Kilda aren't no. very good. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, we were even on points until that day, that game. But um, yeah, I still think there's a little bit of gap between Port and St Kilda. There's well, no admittedly, they were missing some players. But yeah, heavens yeah. alive, Port yeah. are missing plenty. I mean, I think Port's big, big test is going to be. Uh, their comeback game after this week's bye, mm. playing Frio in Frio. Yep, big test, absolutely. Particularly with the way Frio are coached, where they tend to try and be very defensive and mm. stop scoring. Um, and more often than not, they're quite successful at it. But uh, I think Port, to stand up, need to win that game. Travis spoke easily, leading oh. our best and fairest. Has to be, and he is having the he oh, is having the season yeah. of his life. The only thing that still worries me a little bit about him is that he does turn the ball over a bit. Yeah, disposal can be a little bit, but, um, but certainly getting enough of it, Rick. Yes, yeah, and it's interesting there. Uh, uh, you still you still reckon there's a big gap between the top four and the rest of the comp, don't yeah, you? Really? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I don't know whether we're going to be in that. Top eight, I don't think so. Well, I, I got my doubts. I have my um, doubts as well. But I've we've got, got a, a couple of hard games. We've got Geelong at home. That's right. And I've got a funny feeling that 
whoever makes up the bottom half of the top eight are there to make up the numbers because I really Collingwood can't, West Coast, Coast uh, you know yeah yeah I mean I really GWS, GWS. Yeah, and I think the then four, there's the big gap after absolutely that. Yeah. speaking of big gaps is a, I believe there's a bit of a gap in the uh, local comp too Rick well you've there, got the uh, premiership table I, I believe in I, front of you I have so indeed and I run through that well it's funny because it really almost mirrors what we've just said about the AFL uh, Tanunda uh, the only unbeaten side in the comp on 14 points from seven zip, uh, and they're looking good. And on paper, they yeah, haven't good seen as well. them yet, Rick. I, that's certainly my plans in the um, next couple of weeks. Angos recruiting, they obviously have found some money somewhere for the season because they're on six one. They're in second on twelve. Freeling and Nuri are equal in third position or third and fourth on five two. Now here's the problem. That's the gap because after that. Barossa are fifth on six, bearing in mind, remember, that there is a top five this year. Yes, um, perhaps there shouldn't be, Rick. Well, it's hard to say. I mean, there is a half to go, but uh, I would think that that gap is probably going to get bigger rather than smaller. South, very disappointing. I thought mm. they looked quite good at the start yeah, of the season. Yeah, on paper, looked good. They've only won two games. Capunda have won I think two we games. we always said they were going to struggle. Yeah. Uh, Williston and, and Gawler Central on no points yeah. at all. However, Williston have won on two couple, games yeah. because of the penalty they've had to forfeit yep. those wins. Gawler... Central could easily go. Here's the big call from me this week. They could go through the season without a win. I agree with you. And I think we mentioned that at the beginning of the year. Recruiting um, players, past players, isn't the way to go, I don't think, Rick. And, uh, yep, they were good players in the past, and that's when they were good players. Yep. But, but uh, I, I really think that the mirrored AFL comps there, Tanunda, Angerston, Freeling, Newry, Barossa will make up the fifth position, yep. uh, and then... Uh, gee whiz, you know, uh, what happens after that, who knows. But I'll quickly run through the scores from last week because we are running at a time. South and Newry. Uh, well, Newry got over South 91 to 105, Newry. Kapunda and Angerston was Kapunda 57, Angerston 120, so it was a big win there to Ango. Central and Barossa, which was a rather close game. Mm. Um, where either makes uh, Barossa mediocre or Central had a bit of a day out. 71 to 80. So nine points and uh, Freeling, the big winners over Williston, which I don't, I picked Freeling to win, but I wouldn't have picked them by ten goals. No, I wouldn't have either. Um, but, uh, but, but the big fella's back for Freeling, and that makes yes, a big difference. Uh, yeah, I've got to He did do his hammy, but it obviously uh, they reckon they could hear it tear. So, but whether he had some miracle treatment, um, he virtually only missed a week or two, oh, I believe. Uh, yes. So he um, made he's Koshel, a, yeah, he's good a big player. Um, now, have we got a joke? I think we we got a joke to finish on, shall we? We've got to have a joke. Now, the bloke said to his mate, who were you talking to? He said, I was talking to Tipster. He wanted to give me the winner of the Melbourne Cup. Bloke replied, did you take it? Nah, we've only got a small backyard. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, no, I like it. it was, uh, producer did pass it, so it was all, all above. Well, all it's week. interesting because the producer actually was she in. She changed it a bit, didn't she? She slightly changed it, but she was in favour of it. Yes. <laughs> Not always that the was case. Win-win. <laughs> right. Was indeed. Well, I think that's all we've got. So until next week, this is Rick. This is Phil.